Welcome to the Central Valley Politics Podcast, brought to you from the Student Media Center at California State University, Stanislaus, home to The Signal, student-run newspaper, and 91.9 KCSS, the Valley's true alternative college radio station. You can find both online at csusignal.com or kcss.net. I'm your host, Shannon Stevens. When I'm not hosting podcasts, I'm a professor here at Stan State in the Department of Communication Studies. And whenever we have an election cycle, I teach a class in political communication where we study history and theory as a means of better understanding the rhetoric surrounding current political campaigns. This year, we wanted to reach out to a larger audience to share what we learn about the local candidates we're going to be electing this November. In this episode, Clara Zapian, a student from my political communication class, and Alondra de la Cruz, who serves as both an editor at the Signal student newspaper and as the program director at KCSS, join me as we interview City Councilmember Amy Bublack. Bublack, a Stan State alum, is running for a seat in the newly formed Turlock District 4. I hope you enjoy today's Central Valley Politics podcast. If you have anything you'd like us to research for you or discuss between now and November 8th, please tweet the signal, at CSU Signal, or me, at Shannon Stevens. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. You can also email us at stanstatepodcasts at gmail.com. Remember, here in California, you must register to vote no later than October 24th. To register online, go to registertovote.ca.gov. Every vote counts, so get out there and make a difference. Welcome to Central Valley Politics Podcast. I'm Shannon yes. Stevens, your host. And we have with us today Amy Bublack. She's a serving city council member who is running for re-election in our new District 4. Yes. Uh, and with us today, we have... Clara Zapian. And Alondra de la Cruz. Yes. And Clara is a part of the political um, communication class that has been giving all of the great information that you have heard already in our podcast. And Alondra is one of the editors of The Signal, the student newspaper here, and she is also in management at KCSS. So welcome, Amy. Yeah, thank you for coming. Rest of you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Okay, right. happy to have you. And, and I think Clara's going to start us off. Yes. So my first question is, what inspired you to run for city council? And what do you want the voters to know about you? Well, it goes way back. I'm going to age myself here uh, <laughs> to when I was student body president here in 1988 and 1998, 1989. So a two-year term, um, well, two one-year terms. And I just fell in love with the government and, and making decisions and helping the majority. And so I, in 1990, I stayed on to start my master's and ran for office and, and uh, lost uh, for city council. But um, it was just one of those things that was grinding that I needed to get done. I needed to make sure that I, I gave back what all that I gained from this institute and from this community. And here I am. Oh, thank you. That's a great answer for that question. I honestly, when I wrote this, I was like, there's so many things you could say. And that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect answer. For um, my second question that I have, uh, do you have a philosophy or a guiding principle that you live by? Pretty much the golden rule. I, I do unto others as I want done unto me. I think respect is, is the key to getting anything from anybody and giving to anybody. Uh, as a police officer of 23 years, now retired, mm -hmm. um, I believe that I had a lot of respect from people because even though I was taking their freedom or they were giving their freedom to me, I treated them as if they were human because they are. And it, it went well, and I, I'm still alive, so it must have been okay. Perfect. 
And how does your experience as a police officer inform your politics? Politics and policing don't really mix. It's really a difficult thing to do. So uh, it took me a long time to transfer out of being a cop, if you will. And so the best part of being a police officer and being in politics, and I don't consider myself a politician, mm -hmm. I consider myself to be a public servant, is that you're taught in, as a cop not to, have, to take emotion in and that you just take things as they come and it's all fact. And so I, it's easier for me to take a lot of stuff coming at me and just get to the facts and make decisions. And I, I'm sure that there are people who are really extremely passionate and, and are upset with me over certain votes, but I can keep moving on because I don't take that personal. Much like I don't take a personal one, I've been punched, stabbed, or, or shot at. I just keep moving. Yeah, that sounds like a great advantage. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, politics and um, law enforcement don't really mix and match, um, or it's not really the same thing. But um, do you think there's anything that the city council can do to um, help the Turlock police be a better public servant for the city? Well, I don't know that they're not. Um, and I don't mean like being mm -hmm. accusatory to you. Uh, it, politics is something that uh, if you had to make a definition of it, it's, it's basically taking a, a, de a decision, making a decision and, and weighing it in. And so when you put politics into something, police officers can't do it in uniform, on duty. So it makes, makes that politics and policing what it is. Um, I think our police officers, and even in Stanislaus County, and quite frankly, in California, are not to be coupled with what's happening in the other areas. Um, having worked in a predominantly uh, black community, Richmond, for so many years, I, I never had a problem. And my skin color was different because it's not about it's just about t treating people like they're people and they're human and that they also have, you know, issues that are going to rise and people are going to make bad choices and nobody gets to, to judge anybody. It's well, up to either the judge or God. Do you think, what are, what do you think are the biggest issues that Turlock um, can be, can, is facing and can face for the next four years? So there's two different answers to that. So first, generally, because I'm still... Rec uh, representing the entire city and although even though it's going to be a district you're still going to vote on everything but so in a in a holistic approach we're talking about water uh you you know we we have farmers and they want to sell their goods and and we want to eat and drink mm -hmm. so that's huge because the state has decided to do some things recently that are thinking about taking all the water from here and sending it elsewhere which is really going to be a problem for an agricultural area yeah um, crime has been on the rise, but we are uh, starting to identify it. We've called it out. We, we're telling everybody, yeah, it looks like there's a problem, and we want to start using our personnel in a different way. And so quickly, we've already made a change on that, and that's really cool because it, it's just a matter of making that uncomfortable statement in public, Yeah. not saying, you guys aren't doing your job. We're just saying, how about we do it a little differently? And so finally, uh, roads are an issue, and Measure L's coming up, and so people that – pay into an assessment district want certain things and people who don't pay want something different. So it's kind of just holding all that together. And then in our district, District 4, where I'm running and representing and live, it's about uh, a couple little things that uh, are not, not for the whole city, but we have uh, the new student housing that's going in over there. So the will the firefighters be able to have a ladder uh, you know, high enough to achieve if there's a fire? I mean, these kind of safety mm -hmm. issues. 
Um, you have the, if I don't know if you guys drive over the uh, railroad tracks on Monta Vista at Golden State, you Big usually bump. have to wear a helmet, right? <laughs> yeah. So your head doesn't bounce. <laughs> so those things, there's a lighting issue on one side of Pittman that uh, it, there isn't light. So these things are important to us, and we need to you know, represent that, that area while still covering all the big issues. What about um, with education here, since this is a college town? Right. Is there anything that you see being a problem for Turlock in the next four years? Well, nothing that the state of California isn't uh, making uh, the problem. Uh, you know, we, we get the mandated, uh, unfunded mandates uh, for, for CSU Stanislaus, like any other ent entity. Um, we, as, uh, as a government uh, policy board, can't really affect any of that. Um, but, of course, what we're trying to do is just keep connecting with the student body president and all the students. We had the, the uh, Warrior Wednesday just recently downtown showing the, the students that are returning, hey, welcome back, or those who are new, hey, you guys, come on over here and check this out. We got downtown. We want you to go and, and be a part of our environment because this is this is what I loved about being here when I was a student, and I loved Turlock. So I want you guys to experience what I know I, is awesome. Okay, thank you. All right, I guess it's my turn. All right. <laughs> so um, I was actually really happy to hear you talk a little bit about um, your ability to not take things personally and to not bring emotion into the decision-making process um, because I think it directly relates to one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and that is the, the national election has created such negativity, so much emotion, so much fear, especially for our voting population, um, fears about immigration and exile and all sorts of just awful things. Sure. Um, so what I wanted you to talk about a little bit is how we can um, make our millennials, make our students here at Stan State understand how important it is to vote down ticket, how important it is to participate in election for city council. Why should they make that step? That's an amazing question. Uh, so in in my like humble opinion, it you're not gonna be a part of a, a greater good if you're not a part of the grouping and, and making the decision or, or telling people what your, your thoughts are to skew or uh, help me be educated to make a decision. And that's part of that is just voting, getting out there and, and saying, you know, I voted. I registered to vote. I'm going to vote. And I want to be a part of this. And just at a local level, it's important that we hear from everybody. I've spent uh, numerous months now walking and asking people. I first started asking, tell me what's important to you. Just what's important. I, I left it open-ended because I don't want to be my agenda. I wanted it to be the, the people's agenda, and that was very helpful for me. And I think that that's how government should be. It shouldn't be, let me tell you what your problems are, because how do I know? I'm not in your home. I don't know what's going on in your mind. I don't know what your you know issues you're facing. And so when you go in a, a huge uh, grouping of, of presidential race, it, it seems to me that it just gets so monotonous to hear things that are just really not important. I mean, they're just silliness that we need to be focused on. Do we have jobs? Are we safe? Those things are what people really care about. Even in local government, people want to be able to support their families and feel safe with their families when they go someplace or when they come home. That's just the bottom line in any family. And having been in law enforcement, I know that there are people facing a lot of, of terrible things, and they don't share that on a daily basis, but they still want to be able to know that they can still go somewhere, have that sanctuary to be at home, be with their loved ones, and safe. Thank you, Amy. So um, being part of the election process for city council, what would you say is your decision-making process when it comes to campaigning? To campaigning or, or 
Yes, like, do you go door to door, social media? How do you get to people, pretty much, is my question. Well, I would rather not share if this is going to broadcast. I don't want to give my, my, my game plan, mm -hmm. but I, I do care about what people <laughs> think, if, if that's fair. I just I think that uh, letting my opponents know what I'm doing is probably not beneficial for me. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. Thank you. Sorry. No, it's okay. Do you consider yourself a, a liberal or conservative? The beauty of this position is that it, 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 you don't have to be one or the other. Uh, as far as being a local um, elected official, there are many social issues that you have, to, you have to take into consideration. And so from that standpoint, you have to have a liberal view. Um, but I think that the taxpayers want you to be conservative with their money. So my answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that question a lot? No, just you know, once in a while people ask, what are you? You know, an R or a D, right? And, and it's like, I, I never I never waver. I just tell them exactly what I am. And, and I could look on a piece of paper before I knock on the door, and I could tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. But I refuse to do that because I'd rather you know up front who I am and what I stand for than to lie to you and you get me elected and then you just be disappointed. I'd rather mm -hmm. lose. Thank you. So since you've already been part of the city council, I was just wondering um, what your voting record is like and what you've already accomplished being part of city council. Well, so this is coming up on eight years, which is a long term for many, right? Uh, been awesome. Um, I have been part of having to lay people off, which was probably the worst thing that ever. I mean, that was just so difficult. It was the, the economy just tanked and here you are. Congratulations. You're now an elected official. It's like, holy smokes, right? So I've had to make decisions such as that, which affect more than just that person. It's their family, if they're providing, and, and it, it makes a big difference. Um, we also had the, uh, the state of California at the time, it was Schwarzenegger was the governor, and he was uh, wanting our money, redevelopment money. And uh, I was told that you have, to, you have to vote and give it to him. Why would I vote? If I, if I can vote, I'm going to say no, because if he can take it, then why are we voting on it, you know? Yeah. So I was the only one who voted no. I, I refused to just say you can take this money because actually there's a crime, you know, it's called um, coercion, et cetera, you know. And so I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. So I'm probably the only one in the state of California that didn't just say yes, right? Because I, I think that's important that there's if there's an opportunity to vote yes and no, then, then I get to choose what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so from that, the redevelopment money, we were able to put it into our community, which we built uh, the public safety facility, Redid the Carnegie. We did the uh, we did the two parks, Broadway Park and Columbia Park. We did some water projects there. Uh, the BMX bike park. We we did some great things with it that most cities just gave back the money instantaneously. Right? We were like, let's spend it down, put it in our community because it came from our community, and then whatever's left you can steal from us. You know, and so. I'm really proud of that because it was something that nobody else was going to get. All these, there's out of all the cities that had redevelopment funds, they were just being just all the money was going back to the state of California, and it was just unfair. And so I was able to bring that. And then most importantly, what I did is during that economy downturn, I was able to come up with an idea to start bringing small businesses alive. So what I said was, how let's do a collaborative effort with the Chamber of Commerce and uh, the city and the alliance from up in the Modesto. And so what we did is we'd say, okay, you guys, people who want to start a business, come forward, do a business plan. And from that business plan, we'll, we'll 
go through the whole thing, make sure that you're going to be solvent, that you're doing the right thing, you're located in the right place. And at the end, we, the city, will give you $1,000 to do with which one, whatever you'd like. And we've had 43 businesses start up in Turlock because of it. And it's been almost 90 jobs. And wow. it was my idea, and I'm proud of it. But my people, you know, everybody had to support me on that or we wouldn't be able to do it. But, I mean, those things are things that you just think, wow, I did make a difference. Yeah, well, that's definitely one of your greatest accomplishments, I would say. But is there something that you didn't get to do that you would do if you were reelected? Well, there's always those fantasies of doing some really great big thing for for the sake of the youth. I, I've always wanted that, and but of course it's going to cost money, and we're going to be fighting the state on our water and things like that. So it, I'm not sure where it fits in, but I really think we need things for the the youth to do here, and uh, you know, little things that we have now that other places don't, like the pumpkin patch that becomes the ice uh, rink. Those things are awesome. But we need other things, and we're the, maybe we're going to have our bowling alley, but. There just has to be things for people to come here, stay here, and, and just keep that community alive, that feeling of just that home. Thank you. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about a couple of the ballot measures. Sure. Um, just because we know you're going to be somebody who's going to know a lot about mm. this stuff. <laughs> um, the, the first one is, well, two, the bond measures N and O from the Turlock Unified School District um, aimed at raising money for the infrastructure for elementary and high school. So where do you stand on that one? Hmm. Wow. Um, I'm not entirely uh, educated on both sides of it to be to, to make a statement that I want somebody else to, to vote how I'm voting still. Uh, I'm proud to say that Turlock has just received an A-plus uh, bond rating and because we've done some, uh, some setting of our, our finances, like in, when the redevelopment funds, things of that, uh, those, the, back in, what was it, I think 2010, and just last night, they announced that we have the A-plus bar. So we, our bond is great, and, I, and I'm really proud of what we've done. We've paid down the PERS debt and things of that nature un, under the time I've been on. And so I can speak more to that than to I, – because I, I'm not spending a lot of time looking up what they're doing because I'm trying to focus on Turlock and what they're doing. So I will research it before I vote. I promise you that. But I don't, I don't want to put a nay or a yay in front of somebody that, that they have, they've done more research. That's absolutely fair, but that's really good information about the A-plus bond rating. That is really amazing Huge. right yeah. now, yes. especially. Holy cow. Turlock's that doing great. Yeah. Great job, Turlock. <laughs> I'm very proud. <laughs> um, the second one I wanted to ask you about is the Measure L, which seems to have far more bipartisan support than anything aimed at local transportation fixes has in the past. So can you speak on that one for us a bit? Uh, absolutely. So there are 52 elected officials in this, this county, Stanislaus County. And I am the only one who voted no. I, so, uh, it, and the reason was I didn't, uh, I didn't give any elaboration when I voted. I sat through the whole conversation, never said a word, because I didn't want media to take my, my words and spin them. But it's my feeling that I'm supposed to represent the taxpayers of Turlock. And so I'm going to ask taxpayers, please give us some more money, because what you're giving us isn't enough. But we weren't allocating any money. So the way the, co the conversation went is Measure L came forward first and said, you have to vote for it or, or you know, against it. So, no, and I left it at that. So finally I was able, after our budget, the city of Turlock, I was able to ask our council, can we start allocating a minimum of $100,000 a year towards road fix, not, not potholes, but actually making roads back to what they, the status they should be. And so we were able to do that with an agreement, and the best part about it, is if Measure L passes, we actually have 25 years of the commitment that I've, I've gotten our community to do now through our general fund 
as well as what will happen with the city of Turlock. Now I can ask the public. I can ask my, my taxpayers in, in Turlock, hey, will you support this? Because now I know it's not going to be enough. But prior to that, it was like in the early 80s that we were allocating, and I just felt uncomfortable with that. So I'm actually supporting it, but it took me a little way to get there. Great. Thank you very much. Do you have any political aspirations beyond the city council? No, I didn't have them coming into this. You know, I was happy being student body president, and then they kicked me out and said I had to go in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I just, I, lo I love being a part of, of a process, and most importantly, giving back to my community. I, this, people, some people are blessed to have wonderful families. Um, I didn't have a good family, but I came to Turlock, and I met amazing people, and this is home. And so I want to give back everything I got from Stanislaus to this community. And we thank you for that. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you want to mention that we didn't touch up on? Shoot, yeah. Um, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so a little bit. Um, when, I was, when I was back here, uh, I was an athlete here at Stanislaus as well. I was uh, the dorm manager at uh, the other dorms. So I, that was kind of fun. And um, then years later, I was inducted in the Hall of Fame here. And uh, the current athletic director was handing me a, a plaque and a little clock. And now we're married. So oh. <laughs> Stanislaus actually gave me my husband and, uh, and a plaque. And, uh, <laughs> so I know, right? So everybody else only got a plaque. <laughs> but uh, it, so we had our, our uh, a reception here on campus in the uh -huh. dining hall as well. Because it's just, it's, we're just so connected to this campus and this community. It's just, I'm really proud of it. You know, it's kind of cool. Like a full circle. That's fantastic. Yeah. And our final question that we have is looking forward into the future five or ten years from now, what would you want your legacy to be? Well, shoot. I, I suppose that knowing that water is probably going to be the, our most significant issue, I, I would hope that uh, I'm on the Stanislaus Regional Water Authority Board. There's two of us, the mayor and I, and then the mayor and another council member from Ceres. And we're working really hard. We're meeting like every other week, trying to make sure that we can get 9 billion uh, gallons of water here annually to just Ceres and Turlock. And I really want that to be a legacy for our, our area, agricultural jobs, uh, the whole thing. I think that that is going to be huge. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, again, this is Shannon Stevens. Uh, we are listening to Central Valley Politics Podcast. I want to thank my co-interviewers, Clara Zapian, Alondra de la Cruz, and mostly I want to thank Amy Bublek, our yeah, city councilwoman, for coming you. in today to talk to us. It was, um, it was really great having this conversation with you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We hope you found today's Central Valley Politics Podcast instructive and enjoyable. Special thanks to our producer, Mariah Esparza, and our engineer, Kyle Rankin, for pulling all this together. And, of course, a big thank you to Amy Bublack for taking the time to talk to us about the important issues facing the city of Turlock today and tomorrow. Remember, if you have anything you'd like us to research for you or discuss between now and November 8th, please tweet the signal at CSU Signal or me at Shannon Stevens. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. -E -E you can also send an email to stanstatepodcasts at gmail.com. If you'd like to read more about the candidates, check out their Facebook pages and coverage of them in the Turlock Journal and the Modesto Bee. We provide links on our Stan State Student Media website, kcss.net, and csusignal.com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check back soon for more updates from the team at Central Valley Politics. 
This is Shannon Stevens at Stan State, where we're doing our part to save the vote.